All right. Well, before we start today, we have a promise made long ago that we need to make good on. So, as you guys remember, uh, many, many episodes ago, we we had a uh, an Audible ad, no, an, an Amazon ad, where we talked about how you guys deal with your pain and misery. Oh. And that I did not have a way to deal with pain and misery. And so, you asked the fans to suggest things. And anyway, people send in their Amazon suggestions, and I have two, well, first I want to I read the runner-up. And then I want to show you the winner, and then I'm going to, as promised, participate in the activity and use the thing that people wanted us to buy. Oh, all right. I'm so afraid of what this is. I know. Yeah, uh, yeah I think I've kept you in the dark from all of this, but the, the thing is here, and I'm, I'm going to be participating in it for the whole show. So first, uh, I want to say from uh, David Leskin, since I tortured you with Illuminatus, I thought we would offer you, I would offer you a cool-down regimen for reading it. Enjoy being eternally young naturally stoned out of your mind, and ruling the peasants with your Professor X powers. His three items were True Nature, Resveratol, Resveratol, (laughs) Maximum Strength with Red Brine Extract, 250 milligrams. Don't take that. Navitas Naturals Cocoa Nibs, (laughs) 16-ounce patches. Huh? Okay. And Magnetic Pill. (laughs) Wait, what does that do? Did you do that just now? Did Did you drop those? No, this is <laughs> man. I dropped some sick cocoa nibs. Yeah. What does that mean? Just give me a hit of that magnetic north. Wait, wait, wait. wait. You, you, he said you'd be Professor X because you'd definitely be Magneto, right? I don't understand how the X Men work, so <laughs> neither anyway, does David. Uh, Moving so on. That was the runner-up. We did not. I did not do that because the magnet pill alone was fifty dollars. Whoa. Not counting the price of the company. Why would you take a magnet pill? a suppository? Pill? What is a magnet pill? <laughs> then your ass knows when it's near iron? Like, <laughs> My ass doesn't know that now, and it gets into trouble because of that. It is. Listen, uh, I don't know a wrought iron fence from my asshole. That's why I take <laughs> magnetic suppositories. Ships and sold from Cool Herbal Online Store. I know, and this is you just like stuck to like a gate somewhere. <laughs> you can't move. Well, for, you can't move for like an hour. You know, it's and then magnesium extract supplement contains vitamin D3, thiamine, riboflavin, niacin, folic acid, and B12. Also contains biotin, which is, of course, the bio <laughs> version of tin. Yeah. Oh, I take biotin. It's great. Pantothenic acid and magnesium and GABA Schitzerband berry extract. <laughs> That's like a Japanese game show. That's not real. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of this. It also is called magnetic pill, which makes me think it's only one. <laughs> that can't be legal. I swear. <laughs> It's only got three stars, so it's only sort of legal. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Is that, is that a Grand Theft Auto reference? <laughs> it wasn't on purpose. As awesome as that sounds, David, that was a little spendy. <laughs> okay, so this is five minutes of talking about what you didn't take. Yeah, I know. What did you take? This, is, this bit is great, just so you know, as. Also, was your idea. <laughs> so, our winner today was from Matthew Cool. Uh, he said, quote, I want Alex to eat an entire four-pound jar of Jelly Bellies. Oh. Yeah. oh my god! So these are all the jelly bellies in the world. But anyway, thank you, Matthew, and thanks everybody else who suggested things uh, for me to enjoy. Uh, and now, let's let's do this episode. Holy shit! Wait, I have to look up how this is a lot of calories. Alex, Alex, this is like over six thousand calories. That's oh, like three days worth of food. I would you can't recommend do that. a strong purge after this, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, spoiler alert, I don't think I'm going to be able to finish this in an hour. <laughs> spoiler alert, we might have solved overpopulation in the Alex corner. <laughs> Good evening, meat suits and meat dresses. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. Uh, we are a good podcast about bad books, movies, and television. This is episode number 197. We have now done as many episodes as the age Fu Sai died. Who? He was the ruler of China in the mid-29th century BCE. He invented fi- writing, fishing, and trapping. But since that was a long time ago and he had 197 years, it's really not that impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Ben Franklin invented way more stuff, and he only had 84 years. What'd so. you do, Alex? Yeah, you, you haven't even finished a four-pound bag of jelly beans. <laughs> All this shit's already been invented. It, <laughs> I would have invented combined? fishing if I was hungry and I was near a stream, Look, and no one invented <laughs> it yet. Alex, have you, you could have invented, like, uh, electric kite fishing. Mm-hmm. Well, so far, I'm trying to eat them in color groups. And also, Ezra, you just invented electric kite fishing. So, fuck <laughs> me. I haven't worked out the kinks yet, all right? Speaking of things that are not, strictly speaking, true, this week we're talking about Inferno, the new blockbuster summer novel by Dan Brown. We're reading the first half. Um, <laughs> this week's episode is sponsored by audiblepodcast.com. If you go to that address and sign up for a trial, you get an audiobook for free, and you support our show. And if you want us to uh, read anything that you choose, go to readnezu.com and click on the green dollar sign, and then uh, click on the sponsor button, and we will do uh, we'll do anything, as is evidenced by what I'm doing right now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This is really a push for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say the bubblegum ones are pleasant, so this is kind of hard. <laughs> you can eat around that. You have 48 other flavors. <laughs> There's a few things that I never... Let me introduce you to the panel so hopefully someone else can talk. Um, I'm your host. My name is Alex Falcone. I'm on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. Here are some of my friends. First up at Ezra Fox on Twitter in San Francisco, California. It's Ezra Fox. Hello, Alex. I was a much more impressive uh, protagonist before smartphones were invented. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny how he conveniently lost his phone so he didn't have a data <laughs> connection and he had to borrow an iPhone at one point to look up something. Yeah, the eight-minute scene where he was just borrowing an iPhone. It was riveting, and like the like the five scenes before that, where he couldn't find any internet anywhere. <laughs> also joining us at C Walter Smith on Twitter in Seattle, Washington. For now, it's Chris Smith. Oh man, some bad guys are approaching. Hey, I'm gonna use a trick. Look over there. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Distract them with your acting. <laughs> <laughs> it was entirely being pursued by uh, by by. Uh, never mind. I fucked it up. I fucked it up. Scooby Doo, eat more. I'm, I'm going through a diabetic coma, so <laughs> not yet. Save it for for the end. Come on, build the drama. Uh, that voice right there, uh, laughing through her nose. She has helped us through several tough times, uh, including the Hunger Games and Titanic. Apparently, in Astoria, New York. Astoria Queens. It's Lisa. Hi. I keep a random dossier of myself. You know, that's not suspicious. Oh, oh dossier. Yeah. Yeah, it just just happens to be on my kitchen table in cases. Yeah, <laughs> she did have a dossier of herself. That's a good point. I keep uh, a dachshund on my desk who tells me about my life story. <laughs> I keep a dosy doe on my desk just in case. 
someone needs to dance. And we're already in a square. <laughs> on my desk, but then I had to clean it off. No. <laughs> a dossier. <laughs> It's the classic kind. Chris, why don't you tell us about this new riveting book from Dan Brown? Oh, really? Yeah. You don't think it's this over-researched and uh, under-plotted book? I think, uh, yeah, those are two things. To, to our listeners at home, uh, this is uh, the first uh, summary that Chris has worn glasses for, so Ooh, he should yeah. sound 50% smarter. At least. Yeah. It's also the first one that I've been eating Jelly Bellies through. <laughs> I'm trying to eat them in color groups, so I'm still on pink, which is mostly bubblegum, occasionally strawberry. You're just going through all the pink? I'm just, as many as I can reach, because I like them to have complementary flavors. That's, that's colors, that's not flavors, that's a different thing. No, it's no different. Here we go. <laughs> all right, Chris, please summarize in the style of a treasure hunt. Ooh. <laughs> all right. Burned at the edges and dipped in coffee. There's our scene. Robert Langdon, the star protagonist. He is a world-renowned symbologist and professor at Harvard. And when we first encounter Robert in this book, um, all six-foot-two, full-haired, tall drink of water, Robert Langdon, (laughs) he is in a hospital in Florence. He's been shot in the head, and he doesn't remember the last couple days, which is important because normally he would be remembering everything. He has an eidetic memory, which means perfect for the sake of this book. Uh, Alex, Alex, just just take any jelly bean. You don't have to go through all of them. <laughs> I anyway, want them so in Robert, pour him out, pour him out, get him on like a muffled towel. <laughs> so people can't hear that it's happening? No, I, lo- right. I love the audible. I, I think it it's there. I think it's good audio. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, so Robert is in this hospital, and he doesn't. Oh my God, Alex! <laughs> I'm getting a thing for Ez. He wants it to be something else. He doesn't want me to eat him out of the jar. Okay. So Robert is in luck because his doctor is the fantastically smart. <laughs> Are you pouring them? You're pouring them into a sieve. What the? F- what are you thinking? How is that the quietest thing you own? This is well, the only that thing way I can he read. doesn't have to go shuka shuka <laughs> all the time. Okay, go ahead. It's, it's much you're quieter. The listen, se- you're the rhythm listen. section of a fourth grade school group. Okay, listen. This is sound A, and this is sound B. It's way quieter. Also, the bad ones already got filtered out. <laughs> and what that's our cold open. What kind of that? Um, <laughs> go ahead. Okay, so Robert's in luck because his doctor at this Florentine hospital is Dr. Sienna Brooks, an attractive, super smart uh, English lady who is uh, going to be the girl that accompanies him on this trip. He doesn't secretly know why. B- b- secretly bald. Secretly bald, secretly has a super duper brain, so she can process images better than anybody. So the brain like overtook her hair follicles and like won. Yeah, we got <laughs> it. only room on this head for one of us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, but this is a great pairing because we got the guy with the memory who can remember every book, and then we've got the girl who can manipulate shapes in her head and figure out codes and stuff. And this is going to be a treasure hunt, so we got a pretty good team. Well, yeah, if you just shot. have someone who like knows like sports, uh, then you have like a great trivia. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right, and 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 one guy who's pretty good at Star Wars trivia and <laughs> just that guy because it'll yeah. come up. Yeah. <laughs> um. So they they they're running all over Florence because something something Dante. Something, mm. something, the Black Plague. Something, something, evil genius who wants to call the world's co- population by spreading said new plague. Something, something, weird middlemen agency. 
commanded from Yeah, yeah. how can you just skip over the perfectly evil consortium? No, the consortium, they just keep their word. So if they say they're going to do something, they do it, even though they know it's wrong. They take pinky promises, like, really seriously. Super serious, guys. Exactly. And they pinky swore they were going to help evil genius guy back before they knew he was evil genius guy. So now they have to help him. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so they're running all over, and they're uncovering some secrets about Dante. They're uncovering some secrets about the plague. They're, They're wandering through all these buildings, all this art. And uh, there are people trying to kill him. And this book is ridiculously chock full of art and description. And uh, and I just... That's it. We, yep. We're midway. We're midway. Yeah, that's half the book. We still haven't even gotten to the point where, where he was up to before he got shot in the head and forgot everything. We haven't even gotten to... like We haven't still, mementoed it yet. Yeah, right? We're still yeah. at the, the first half of whatever. Like, this, this entire part of the book happened before the book started already. Well, we like to start and end every show with a compliment. It's called the compliment sandwich. Uh, Lisa, as the guest, you have the right to go first or last in the opening compliment. Which do you prefer? Um, I think I'll go first. Then Please, I'll go for it. it. Um, okay, Good. so my, I am going to compliment Dan, Dan Brown's cojones. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> because he describes, there's like actually several sections where he describes what um, Dante's Inferno has inspired, and he continues oh, to it, say, my compliment. <laughs> he, can, he continues to say things like, like Michelangelo, and like all of these great, great writers, and great literature, and great art, and he keeps saying it in a way where he's kind of like, like a novel, modern day, inspired, it's inspired all kinds of amazing <laughs> by things. all these amazing things, and you're like, uh. really? Really, did you just put yourself on par with Michelangelo? And he very clear that he was making himself be one of the great masterpieces. And you're just like, because you, you're almost insulted, and then you're kind of like, slow clap, man. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Ezra, you're usually in the two position. Go for it. Okay. Um, this book takes place in Florence. Mm-hmm. Florence is lovely. It sounds nice. Oh, tell me it's, about it, Ez. Um... It's just, it's like one of those cities where, like, walking around, it's like, you can't believe that it's actually this pretty. Uh, um, a lot of a lot of tourists, though, right? Yeah, but, like, you know, they smell okay. Like, they're so not, like, smelled them? they're not the worst tourists. Like, there are worse tourists out there. Yeah, but it just seems like it's crowded, that's all. Uh, then close your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure, that'll solve it. All right, I'm going to go third. Ooh. Um, I like that the girl with the dragon tattoo was the one trying to kill him. <laughs> God, she's just in leather and with spiked hair. That's yep. the only way. And she has an. She rides a motorcycle. And she rides a motorcycle, and she's a genius, she and she's trying to kill him. That might be Swedish. Yeah, I think I just the the collision of uh, huh. of blockbusters is one of my favorite things. That was kind of a that was kind of a little anticlimactic, right? So like she's like following them for a while, and then she uh, she's like, hey. I'm here to help you. I have like no reason to hurt you anymore. And then they're like, we don't believe you. And then she's like, okay, I guess I'll pull a gun out. And then they're like, okay, we'll push you like through a ceiling. Did she die? It seemed like she died. Yeah. Oh, she yeah. died. Yeah. So it's kind of a... Kind Her of role in this there. book is kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah, right? I don't know. <laughs> it was an interesting cameo appearance, uh, but by not a, a whole by lot By the girl in the dragon tattoo. Yeah. My mouth hurts already. In case you're going to wonder what point has stopped being fun, it's now. I yeah. Would, 
I would oh. love to know how many you've gone through. But you can't because I took them out of my counter because it was too uh. loud for you. That's not wasn't. Well, a you could start swallowing them, Alex, just without. <laughs> Please chew them really loudly. All right. Well, Trish, it's your turn. Yeah. Um, compliment my compliment, away. My compliment is for uh, the consortium. This weird middle management uh, <laughs> of evil. Of, an, of evil. <laughs> middle management of evil. Yeah, they're, they're like they're, they're they're consultants. We brought yeah, in it's consultants. Like, what what can evil logistics do for you? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and. <laughs> yeah, my comment is not only are they highly organized, but uh, I like to think of them as the Sea Org. They're like the Scientology of the book. They, oh, they're on a boat, and everyone's very clean cut, and there's probably weird sex things going on on the boat. But yeah, and then they're I... just going to tell you how they're promise keepers, not promise breakers. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird that, to be a just a gigantic, multinational, above the government, evil guy on a boat. Who only cares about keeping his promises? That's just That's a right. very strange. Decision. I, I would love to have a spinoff just with this guy. I also uh, I like that they're on a boat, and I like to picture that the whole time they're committing evil acts from the boat. There's a smaller boat full of vegans throwing raw eggs at them, trying to ruin them. Just <laughs> wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. Right. Hold on a second. That does not make sense. No, they wouldn't be eggs. They're like stink bombs <laughs> that look like eggs. Okay. Okay. I misspoke. I mean, they're vegans. They have pr- they have because those are some hypocritical vegans in international waters, right there. There are well, still laws, even if they're in international waters, about veganism. They're uh, yeah, they're well, they're 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 whale eggs, so they're 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 vegan. <laughs> they're of the sea, <laughs> and the vegans are like, guys, have we lost the mission here? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, it was always about driving in boats and acting like pirates. Yeah. While other people in fancier boats shake their captain's hat at you. <laughs> oh, guys, guys, I have a new idea for a kid's uh, series. He's a pirate who gets turned into a lion. All right? Okay. And he's just... So, pirate lion? I see where you're uh-huh. going. And his just, his just catchphrase is like, Rargh. Ah, I didn't yep. see that. And, that's, and then he just tries to become, like, not a lion. <laughs> He's he trying to become things like not shiver me whiskers. Is he just misunderstood? <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, I, well, which part? Like, do people, like, think he's a lion, but he's not actually? Or do people think he's a pirate, he's not actually? I hate it when lions aren't really lions. And everybody just sees... <laughs> what? You mean you hate when lions are lying about being lions? <laughs> no, but, like, all we see is his paws and his mane, and no one can see past that that really he has the heart of a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> Deep, deep in his soul, he had the heart of a pirate. Oh, oh, it's like, it's like, like, pirates and the beast, where, like, they have to, like, they have to, like, make him walk the plank before, like, the, the rose petal falls off the rose or something like that, and then, then he gets turned into a real pirate. I'm <laughs> really having a hard time with this. <laughs> I like, I like to think that Pirate Lion is the one who is out trying to kill Space Shark. Oh, that's good. No, They're like, yeah. That We've been he's waiting. Evil? We've been waiting for an enemy. Yeah, because he's pretending to be a lion. And he's not a lion, Lisa. You hate him well, too. No, I think he's well, misunderstood. But yeah, well, a space shark is also <laughs> half evil or yeah. completely evil and mm-hmm. completely good. So, like, I imagine pirate lion will be like the other way around, where he's completely good and also completely evil. Yeah, he's also trying to figure out where he's coming from all the time. But he just knows really that his nemesis is the is, is Space Shark. When he tries to attack people, he's like, is that the lion in me or the pirate in me? And he goes, <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> and sometimes they want different things. Like one wants wenches and one wants to sleep twenty hours a day. <laughs> oh that my could god! Be the same part. Combine that. Yeah. <laughs> and then the pirate part is like, okay, look, wenches first, then and we then can sleep. sleep twenty hours a day. Yeah, I just all I want is four hours of wenches. That's a good deal. <laughs> the four hour wench week. <laughs> This is fun. All right, so now uh, let's uh, let's bring it back to the book. Let's talk about uh, about it today. We're gonna just uh, take a guided tour through the hate museum. So if anybody has any hates in any order, please present them to the jury now. Also, these vanilla bean ones are awesome. They're the best. Mm, they're vanilla bean beans. You should put coffee with vanilla bean. Oh yeah, there's mm. a cappuccino one. I think that's like sort of like black and white mottled a little bit. Like mm. this like spots. no, it's a toasted marshmallow. No, 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 but more black than, than, than white. That's like mostly, mostly brownish. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a cappuccino. I right, I'm going to have a vanilla cappuccino. I found two of those. God, I want candy so bad. <laughs> it's, it's great because, like, at first it made Alex happy and then it made Alex miserable, but the whole time it made Chris just depressed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck you, Tim Ferriss. Chris, I might have two pounds of jelly bellies to send you at the end of this night. Great. Hey, um, so hey. I have a hate. I have a hate. Yeah. And this is just Robert Langdon seems like one of the worst people to run into at a party. Um, he'll just talk your ear off. Yeah. Um, for example, these are things that go on in his head. They say, like, he drew on an old adage the first Greek freedivers used when diving <laughs> into coral beds in the Aegean Islands. When yeah. swimming into a dark tunnel and you don't have enough breath to double back and return to the surface, your only choice is to pray it has an exit. Like, that's not a saying. It's <laughs> the yeah. worst adage. I do like how he says that, like, he chose to be a bachelor. Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I need him to have, like, a deuce jar, like, just the whole time around him where he just has to put the dollar in. Yeah, he really needs that deuce jar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the evil plan for a second. So the guy's plan, the guy who's dead, his plan is to thin the herd, right? He's going to cull humanity. Mm-hmm. Cull it. Cull it right up. But... But he's doing that for environmental reasons, right? He wants to save fish in the ozone layer. Did I catch that yeah, quickly? Yeah. Yeah, 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 and save save humanity, I guess. Gas, you know, all those good things we like. Uh, yeah. You know, TV shows, everything that's like a limited resource. He's gonna <laughs> <laughs> pilot season, and he doesn't want, doesn't want anyone to get thrown away. I just don't. I've never, I, that's such a weird thing. That's like, well, listen, guys, we don't kill everybody. We might die later. Uh, it's it's a weird solution. I mean, or at least it seems like really damn straightforward. Dan Brown's like, well, I need to threaten the world, <laughs> and I need to have a somebody who's you know kind of a, a cold, calculating, rational villain. So why don't I just say people gotta die? Mm-hmm. How about that? I'm, Does that work? It, it, people gotta yeah. die. Yep, Someone just wants to kill yet. everybody. Oh, that's good. Excellent. Yeah. Here's the crazy thing, guys. Say this is successful and you kill half the people. Mm-hmm. All right, that means every single person left on Earth is responsible for burying a body and finding a place for that. That's a ton of bodies to find a place for. Well, but maybe so, you know one like, person does a few, and then the other people don't have to do as many. Either way, like or what like, if we have body robots? Housing in San Francisco <laughs> is packed as it is. 
What? No, it's each according to their own ability to bury bodies and to the people the number of bodies they can bury. Wait, wait, wait. What do they get? What do they get paid according to though, Alex? What kind of world are we getting into? Okay, not to be scientific. You paid in bodies. They will disintegrate and turn into the earth. You just let them. You know. They're gonna smell for but bones, teeth. That's gonna take a while, right? It's not like a. Yeah, right. we're gonna have an overpopulation of rats. rats. We are all nutrients. We will go become nutrients. It, it, it's ashes to ashes, nutrients to nutrients. Lisa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Alex, what are those jelly bellies gonna turn into? Because that's not nutrients. <laughs> jelly yeah. bellies to jelly bellies, right? Really like delicious. Be like jelly bellies on the other side. Man, I got. I've been saving up some buttered popcorn. These are gonna be good. Uh, <laughs> oh, put it in like a little like like popcorn like a like container and just go like. Oh, that would be fun, you know, except like, like I, I feel like it's going to take him way too long to construct or find a miniature popcorn container. I assume he has one on hand. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> it's in my podcast kit. It's ready to go. But of course. Hey, so here's the... St- this is the thing. It's the same thing that I had with Fast and Furious, where it's like Robert Langdon's only power is finding puzzles in, in Renaissance art. So if this evil genius had hid his clues... Anywhere besides Renaissance paintings, sure, there would be yeah. nothing Robert Langdon yeah. could do about it. It's wait, like wait, it's like wait, wait, wait. in a Nelly so song saying, or something like that. So you're yeah. saying that? Yeah, he's be- never gonna find him in a Nelly song. Yeah, Nelly song, no way. He lost his iPod. Guys, we have to like. The, here's the, the fail of the audiobook is that it didn't have like a like those like cartoon boner effect like boing like every time he like identified a symbol correctly. He was like, oh, I know that one. <laughs> I mean, he definitely would be a bummer to hang out with. He would be like, this would be the worst guy at a party. I would like, no, but if you invite him and then it's like, here's the Robert Langdon drinking game. (laughs) Did you see the recycling symbol on the bottom of my bottle? Well, these three arrows are going... Chug, 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 (laughs) chug. Invented by the ancient Sumerians. The number three inside (laughs) the triangle. Sumerian drink. (laughs) I also don't understand why the evil genius hid clues in the first place. Like... (laughs) Why are you? Yeah. Hi- no, why are you hiding clues? I, I feel here's the thing. I think that if you hide clues along the way that someone could use to retrace and stop your evil plan, it's more of an evil cry for help. Yeah, it's an mm. evil show. But that's the, that's the classic villain. Like, let me tell you my entire plan before I kill you. And then it is, and, that's, and I think all of those villains are not like if you want to destroy the world, you just go and destroy the world. But if you want attention, yeah, and you want people to remember that they care about you, then yeah, get a, a YouTube channel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was another solution, but no, what they do, they, they, you leave all the other, make you leave the clues so the guy can find you. you. Make a podcast, make a podcast, right? <laughs> so, you yeah, were evil, but we didn't want to actually go through it. This is our cry for help. You're welcome, America. Well, this genius okay. would be nothing without Langdon, and he didn't know Langdon. So I kind of feel mm. like that's weird, because generally, mm. they always have, you're like, I'm not, you know, I'm nothing without my Superman, sort of, like. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's dead. That's what is so annoying about this villain is that he's already dead. What's the thing you hate the most about him? Yeah, that he's dead. Because it's just kind of uh, like... Germs give me the willies. So I'm going to go with the plague is what I hate the most. Black licorice mm. is what but I hate the most But it doesn't bother right you now. that he dies before <laughs> suffering from the plague? Don't you wish that he would have at least died with them? I, I think it would have been fun for him to like be in like a bubble, like be a bubble boy and just walking around on all the plague corpses I checking out his handiwork. I think he strangely would enjoy dying from the cl- plague. Like the way he's like, like he's part of it. I mean, yeah, you got like, to give Dan Brown some credit for some innovation of having the bad guy already be dead and the good guy having already solved this mystery. With them. <laughs> <laughs> it seems so pointless, this book that we're reading. Like, yep, we're done. 
<laughs> it's like if only if only we'd picked up this book two weeks ago, it would have been over already. Yeah, it was like, well, I wrapped this up pretty tightly. <laughs> oh no, I got shot in the head. Time to start over. Also, they like accidentally- the first time because they're so pressed for time this time, like they have no time left to solve this. They're very very yeah. narrow. So. Yeah. Theoretically, three days ago, when he solved his mystery the first time, he was like, man, we got all the time in the world for this. Yeah, it's just oddly, wow. Yeah. No one is, uh, no. no one's bearing down on us right now. That's my favorite part of this mystery. I'm not going to write this down anywhere, but I feel pretty good about the solution. Nowadays, everybody want to talk like they got something to say, but nothing comes out when they move their lips. Just a bunch of gibberish and motherfuckers act like they forgot about grace. Nowadays, everybody want to talk like they got something to say, but nothing comes out when they move their lips. Just a bunch of gibberish and motherfuckers act like they forgot about this ad was neither required nor approved by read-weave.com slash Amazon. Amazon, we've been through Satan's navel and is surprisingly fresh. Meanwhile, at the Read It and Weep crisis room. Thanks for joining yeah. me, Chris, as and Sean Connery hiding behind a statue. Silence. I am invisible. I've gathered you because this planet is in crisis. I've called our population expert, Dr. Lisa, to explain the rest. There are too many people on this planet, and we're all going to die unless we can thin out the herd. Well, you heard her, Chris. It's been nice knowing you. Well, I had a good run. I'm sorry, Alex, but this is one problem that can't be solved by killing Chris. Well, have you tried? We were over this yesterday when we had the same conversation before we were stricken with amnesia. I don't remember that. Neither do I. So, Goddard, please play the security footage. I'm not here, but as you wish. Click. I'm sorry, Alex, but we're out of Fresca. Damn it, Butlerbot. Well, it looks like we'll have to kill Chris. Well, I've had a good run. Quick. This is too early. Fast forward ahead, Sir Connery. Still not here. And that's why our population problem won't be solved even if we kill Chris. Aww. Instead, we'll need to either unleash a global plague to decimate the population. Gas. Or we'll have to curb the Earth's fertility by encouraging some other behavior. I've got it. Ugh. Oh no, my memory! Click. And that's when Sean Connery knocked you out with a cudgel. But why weren't you affected, Lisa? Because I knocked him out first. So that's why I'm still here. Alex, what were you going to say? We only have 50 to 100 years. I wish I knew. If only, instead of making babies, men could instead amuse themselves with portable, reasonably priced, flashlight-shaped objects. I... I don't know of any objects. If only people could buy these sexy flashlights from readdashview.com slash Amazon. That way they would support this show, and humanity would persevere. I'm sorry, Alex. I feel responsible for making you forget. Now the world is doomed. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, everyone. What is it, Butlerbot? I found another fresca. Hooray! Hooray! Go to read-weep.com slash Amazon. Well, we had a good run. I'm not hearing jelly bellies. I'm not hearing jelly beans. Um, I stopped <laughs> shuffling them, but I'm still eating them. My mouth is starting to get like sugar, uh, like it's starting to feel numb. Is that normal? Sure. This is such a bad. That means you're doing it right. Oh, good. Okay. Well, my tummy doesn't, hasn't really gotten the brunt of it yet. They're on their way. I'm just about to eat uh, seven mixed berry smoothies at the same time. Wow. If I moved it all, I'd probably vomit. <laughs> Megan, Megan, come over and shake Alex. I want to see. 
<laughs> I mean, it's weird because they're mostly not good anymore, but every once in a while I'll be like, oh, that one's delicious. <laughs> they're impressive at the very least. Like, they really do nail some of the flavors. Well, I had to do it for, uh, I did a piece last week in the Mercury where I drank the worst flavored sodas at this new soda shop. And I had, like, the ranch dressing soda. Oh, yeah, and it sounds bad. It was atrocious, whereas these, and it tasted very chemically, you know, like there was a bacon mm-hmm. soda. Oh, and yeah. it didn't taste like bacon so much as, like, a hot tub that four pigs just got out of. <laughs> you know, that, like, chlorine and, like, faint bacon, but mostly chlorine taste. I like the pigs that are, like, they're just like, whoo, I was in there too long. Yeah. <laughs> Time to towel off. <laughs> Here's my question to you guys. Uh, if, this is what I want to know. If the if the organization was chasing you, how do you think yeah. they'd capture you? We're not great at eluding capture. Where would you, where would the organization track you down? Uh, at my home, because sometimes <laughs> it's late just and you don't want to go out. Body. Yeah, no, it's just like it's like oh well, I got a couple. I found a new BBC show called Orphan Black, which is fantastic. I love that uh, show. Things so great, and uh, yeah, you just sometimes go on and watch the next episode, and you're like oh, I probably should be fleeing from the organization but it's like ah oh, it's like already dark out there's there's wolves so you're just like <laughs> where stay. do you live yeah, there's a lot of wolves they're eating all the corpse bodies what? <laughs> running around san francisco it's yeah. the wolves are really i mean the, the the houses are expensive but it's really the wolves that are keeping people away <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's actually holy shit we have a plague no you just get more wolves that's enough <laughs> that's fine just bounce out with wolves I mean, I'm amazed that you were able to afford a place among so many wolves. It's, it's not cheap. Well, the sheep self. I have some sheep, and that kind of subsidizes the whole thing. So. <laughs> when you got married, I'll, you received a, a variety of sheep. Yeah, although I'm not sure. I think one of the sheep might be actually a wolf in sheep's clothing. No, they would. They don't do that. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure, but this guy it seems a lot like a wolf. The, the is sheep is secretly this? bald, but he just hasn't taken his wig <laughs> off yet. <laughs> I've gotten really picky about the flavors, I think, because they're so. This is so too much. I'm so I, far past where I'm enjoying it. Can you weigh? Do you have a scale? Could you weigh how much is left afterwards? I do not. You don't have any scales. No, sorry. I also do let Megan have a, with a known net weight. It, no, yeah. Nope. I also let Megan eat a few of these before we started. What? Invalidated. Also, start yeah. Start over. Misuse of company funds. Start over. <laughs> Fuck this you, is Lisa. Hard. Just new, new box. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Fuck um, you. You know, I know where where I would uh, get caught. Where's and that? That would be uh, somebody would just have to open up a really like an upscale brunch place. In my <laughs> You'd you be in line, be waiting in a yeah. long line for a brunch place. <laughs> and they'd just be like, "Ah, uh, we got you." And I'd be like, "Yeah." Okay. But but I'm getting closer to the front. Oh, I, I hear they have a really make... good running egg. <laughs> I think it depends on whether it's a weekend or a weekday because I am too lazy to take anything but the subway. And mm-hmm. sometimes you have to wait like, you know, an hour at the subway stop. And I'm just, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not going to take a subway. I'm not going to walk. Especially after like 10 p.m. when everything goes local. So I just stand or... there. Yeah. You're, you're just going to find me at the 36 Ave stop. <laughs> Catch me on a subway platform wishing it was one of the ones that had Wi-Fi. Yep. yep. That's I actually feel like I feel like I'd be very good at getting away from the organization because once I helped a lady steal from her hairstylist, I guess. Um, what? Well, she like she showed up. She ran into my building and was like, "I didn't pay for my haircut, and they're trying to catch me." And then there was a family out front, 
uh, that looked like they might work at a hair salon. I don't know. But they were like, where is she? Come, We're going to come get her. And then I helped her sneak out the back. And so now I know where there's a secret back entrance to my building. Wait, did you like, were you like, she went that away and like pointed <laughs> the wrong direction? The truth is I didn't help her escape so much as I was like, I don't want to deal with this. I'll call the maintenance guy. And then he helped her escape. But then he told me where the the exit is. So mm. I could, I know I would just call my maintenance guy and he would help me get out of the building safely. Alex, I think yeah. you should have run away with her and seen if you like unsolved like mysteries in some sort of subway map or something if we unsolved mysteries yeah, we yeah, took yeah. solved mysteries and added reasonable <laughs> doubt <laughs> okay well that brings us to the second half of our compliment sandwich this is time for our minor compliment so we're gonna go for this one we're gonna go in reverse order so chris you have to go first on this one. Oh shit and then I have to go brush sack. my teeth. <laughs> it must feel really scuzzy. I feel a lot of things right now. <laughs> um, so I love the uh, the bag of tricks that Langdon has. Uh, clearly, he's no actor. No. Uh, because Sienna is the actress. Right. She's, she's the one. But whenever they need to get somewhere, he'll think of a plan. Mm-hmm. Um, such as the... Maybe they'll let us in if I pretend I really, really, really have to pee. Yeah, he did some acting of his own where he pretended he, he had to pee when he did not have to pee, as far as we know. Well, and then he got to say, the narrator got to say things. Then he made the universal symbol for needing to pee. <laughs> oh, right, he did. That's what it was. That was the trick. He had a symbolism in there. <laughs> I don't speak so, Italian very well, but I know the symbol for go fuck yourself. <laughs> We gotta wrap this up. I'm starting to feel sick. Alex, your compliment. Stop eating. Is this? I promised. I promised uh, uh, Matthew that I would do this. All Actually, right, you promised, going. fucker. Well, you you chose this one. You could have had like I a, had a magnet, magnet in your pill. butt. I was an option. Yeah. All right. So I really like. Uh, there's a the business stuff that the consortium has to do. Like, they have a lot of stuff they need to remember and keep organized. So they have to like, they had to like have some sort of calendar system and they have like must have post-it notes for like evil things to do later. Some sort of notification system. And I love imagining this like billion dollar evil cruise ship. And everybody's like, sorry guys, Outlook is down. We can't do any evil for an hour. (laughs) They have like a, they have like an agile like uh, project tracking board or something like that with like all like the waiting on and like next action points. They're doing really great. They have to do so much business. He does have a desk, like a desk calendar Mm -hmm. because he circles it, the evil guy circles the desk. Right, right. I kind of liked that. I was like, oh, you have one of those. I do too. (laughs) Mine doesn't have evil on it, but it's good thinking. Okay. But so if they're in international waters, how do they get stuff from Amazon Prime? Because, like, that's what my company only orders from. (laughs) (laughs) They'll figure it out. I mean, I'm assuming Amazon charges more for two-day helicopter delivery. (laughs) Amazon Charlie Tango? (laughs) Amazon Prime Ocean. (laughs) Maybe the Uh, vegans can just deliver it when they're there to throw their spirit bombs. Yeah, they're just throwing their Amazon packages at them. (laughs) Here's your mail. Also, stop killing whales. (laughs) Uh, here's her Kindle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, as minor compliment. Okay, I don't have a lot left, uh, but I do like the work <laughs> ethic. Um, 
I, I did not take good notes for this one, guys. I'll be honest. Yeah, uh, what were you? What, what was going on in your head? Were you just like, you know, I'm just well, letting no, this ride or what? Yeah, I mean, it was sort of like just the... I kind of... I was just zoning out. And, like, when I'm listening to things, I don't necessarily have, like, my fingers. You don't have a smartphone. You don't necessarily have your fingers. Nope, they just go away when I'm listening to things. Wow. I rent them out. Lisa's showing off her... Do, you, yeah. do, you, do they do fall you, off and you have to, like, store them, or do they climb back inside your hand? No, 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 I sublet them. I sublet them. Somebody else uses your fingers? Absolutely. Someone stays in your fingers? <laughs> well, it's because, <laughs> it's because, like, you know, like, <laughs> idle hands, right, are the devil's playthings, and so I just figured, like, well, the devil should be paying me for that. <laughs> <laughs> you should pay for playthings. Yeah, right? No, f- no free- more free riding there, Satan. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Yeah. But it'll be yeah, bullshit it's- long enough. This might be the ninth circle of hell, but you're going to have to, you know, it's pay to play here on my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care where you put them, but the the money has to go in my pocket. I like, I like the idea also. Them? I like the idea that you're listening to the book and the devil is like making you put your fingers places that you know you're not going to like, like in cool water so you pee yourself. Or it's like... <laughs> that's, that's only when you're asleep. It's not just eight. Anytime water touches like, your fingers, you pee. That's how it works. <laughs> You have an issue, my friend. I tell you, you have to check it out. <laughs> You're the one who has weird things in your fingers. Yeah, well, yeah. My, my continent situation is pretty not in, so. All right. Uh, All right. Well, um, you, Lisa, what's your minor I even com- I don't think I compliment anything there. That <laughs> was fine. <laughs> Great. I, you I like the work ethic. I like the work ethic of the um, of the spiky-haired girl with the dragon tattoo, where even after she gets fired, she's like, well, I'll try to kill that guy anyway, and maybe they'll like me again. Maybe I can get my job back. Yeah. Although, what was her ploy when she said, like, no, I'm not evil anymore. I got fired. I, d- I don't know. She, oh, yeah, maybe- but then once they were like, we don't want to come with you because we don't trust you, she drew on them. Like, she drew her gun and was going to shoot. Yeah. Ways but not she was defeated by gravity. you were trustworthy. <laughs> Lisa, go ahead. My compliment is actually kind of relevant to what Chris is doing. Um, I really appreciate... Wow. <laughs> Has to do with in digital beards. Well, yeah, you, you might have to explain for viewers at home <laughs> what Chris is doing. Chris is, is quickly changing his appearance, which is what happens. Mm. Ah. I like theater, and I like, and I like costumes, and I really enjoy a good quick change. And to... Mm-hmm. To outsmart an entire army of people looking for them, they switch. She becomes bald because we've discussed she is bald, and he becomes and an aging rocker. So she becomes a skinhead, and he becomes an aging rocker, and they switch coats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is like Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones does this in The Last yeah. Crusade, where they switch. Does he, he switch coats? Girl, and, like, they switch clothes, yeah, and yeah. now you look like artists. But then, like, it doesn't work. It's like, the guy's like, the butler's like, if you are Scottish law, then I am Mickey Mouse. <laughs> And yeah. then he's like, how dare he? And then slaps him. <laughs> it's great. That didn't happen. Best scene ever. That's how that Best goes, huh? Sean Connery's in the movie. It's, it's, everyone, everyone, stop what you're doing right now watching the Angel's Last Crusade. True. But that didn't happen in the book. But That's true. This is They worse. did change. They did change quickly, and it was successful, and I applaud them for that. Okay. <laughs> stop. <laughs> Sorry, I got it really distracted. <laughs> these, yeah, these, uh... Oh my it's fun for us, Stop but less so for anyone else. I mean, it's, it's pretty fun for me. I want you guys to understand. Like, even if the other people are not having fun, I am having so much fun. But a monocle does not it. look good on top of glasses. You know, it doesn't. The monocle on top of glasses is pretty <laughs> Almost tough. Almost no one does that. 
almost no one almost no one i mean this is the best one (laughs) he's in a scuba mask yeah he's gonna start do this there's a scuba mask and now he's guys this is not fun for others Okay, no. guys, let, let's hey, let's do a show. Let's do a show. Yeah, yeah, almost there. All right, you guys, I do need to lay down, so let me finish the show. Okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for our show. Next week, next week we're going to be talking about part two of the same book. I'm sure it'll be fine. You sound like you need to lay down, my friend. I do. I, Are you sure that you couldn't need at least one more random handful of jokes? Don't do it. Do it. Don't do it. It's, do a tra- it. It's, an, it's a trap. I mean, I'm not sure that I couldn't, but That's it's right. probably a bad idea. Alex, looking at you, you seem to you seem to have the jelly bean sweats. <laughs> you seem to be glistening. So, I feel like you. Wow, you made a dent of two inches. I feel like, I feel like Brucey, Brucey, Brucey. No, I feel like if I were to divide this into fourths, I have eaten one fourth, a little over a fourth. So I would say one pound of jelly bean, jelly beans. God, that's so bad. That's sixteen hundred calories, Alex, in an hour. So not good. No, it's not good. I agree with you. I am the one who feels not good. So thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, go uh, places and, and talk about us. Thank you, uh, everyone who submitted, but especially Matthew Call for the jelly beans. And uh, thanks at Chris, at C. Walter Smith, and at Ezra Fox. Hey, of course. Boy. And it's been great. And thank you so much for joining us, Lisa. Yeah, hi. Hi. Um, oh. thank- <laughs> Hello. <laughs> oh, hey, Lisa. Oh, hi. <laughs> so, Lisa, what's your favorite thing on the internet right now? Oh, oh. I'm going to sound like a girl. I really, really enjoyed the Lizzie Bennet Diaries. What is that? I got way into it because um, it's, I mean, it's over now, but it, it was in live time. They did the whole Pride and Prejudice as a vlog. Um, oh. So Lizzie Bennet, like, told her about her life. Well, it must have been love. Um, yeah, it was. Spoiler. Yeah. But it's over now. <laughs> Uh-huh. Do you want to continue? <laughs> I don't know the next I don't either. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's just really cute. And then it spun off other... And what's neat is that it's interactive, so a lot of the fans, like, call in and they they tweet at each other. And so other people have done it now. There's a Jane Eyre, and I think the Jane Eyre mm. one's really cool. Um, nice. A new thing on the internet. Enjoy the classics. It's a thing. Yeah, well, everybody, so check that out on Lisa's behalf, and uh, we'll see you again next week, Lisa. All right. And we'll see everybody else next week, too. Bye. 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 Nothing from nothing beat nothing. You gotta have something if you wanna be with me. Sir Connery, please play the security footage. (laughs) You wanna try that one again? No.